Hello, you're listening to Arts Talk Radio, and I'm Michael Hasted. We bring you regular news, reviews and interviews relating to all aspects of the arts in Holland, concentrating on events in Amsterdam, The Hague, Rotterdam and the surrounding areas. Arts Talk Radio Online. Interviews and features on the arts in English. Two very different and contrasting pieces this week. We talk to an American musician whose band has been touring in the Netherlands and to a couple who run a small private museum in Delft. Devil Makes Three were recently on tour in Holland. They're a difficult band to pigeonhole, but they are basically a folky acoustic three-piece, but venture off in lots of other directions. Arts Talk Radio's Martha Bird spoke to the band's singer and songwriter, Pete Bernard, just before they were due on stage at the Tivoli in Utrecht. And she was keen to find out about their influences and wanted to know if he thought there were, however unlikely, links between folk and punk. Yeah, I think there's definitely a really a uh, close link between punk rock music and uh, folk music, especially, but even blues music too. Um, just because it's uh, storytelling and it's usually uh, a lot of hard luck tales and songs about, you know, the hard parts of life and the good parts of life, like any music. But uh, but with punk rock, there's I think. Um, It's like music for the people, and folk music is music for the people as well. I think somehow those two things sometimes get missed, but I don't know why. You know, I mean, Johnny Cash, if I read his autobiography. He's like the original punk rocker. And then that, I think it's really great that you've been able to work with people like Emmylou Harris, and mm -hmm. that's really amazing. Like, How do you feel people like that have influenced your work? Uh, a lot, yeah, definitely. Willie Nelson and Emmylou Harris, uh, Johnny Cash. Oh, God, I mean, there's so many great... Uh, you know, singers and songwriters out there that have been a huge influence on us. But also, uh, people who I never got to work with who are, uh, you know, in a totally different genre are a lot of blues artists. Um, like, uh, some, most of them are no longer alive. But, um, like, uh, Willie Dixon, who did a lot of the writing, songwriting for um, Chess Records. So, you know, Howlin' Wolf, Muddy Waters, uh, maybe Little Walter, too. Um, a bunch of really famous 
blues artist. Willie Dixon is their sort of songwriter. He wrote songs in his own, too. He was one of my favorite songwriters. He's in there as well. Yeah, I just watched a film, Cadillac Records, um, all yeah, about... sort like, of uh, loosely based on it. Then, because you guys have been making for music for a few years now, how have you found that, like, uh, the blues scene has been, like, changing, um, as well as, like, bluegrass and all that kind of thing? How have you found it changing over time, like, as opposed to the older artists, like, the more new oh, artists yeah, who are coming yeah, in? Yeah, well, I'm... Uh, a lot of the great old blues musicians and uh, bluegrass and country musicians are dying, um, which is really sad. You know, uh, Merle Haggard died, Johnny Winter died, uh, of course, Mighty Waters is dead, Johnny the Hooker is dead. So I feel like the the whole gener a whole generation of great musicians is dying off. Um, but it seems like uh, you know there's a lot of young people who are interested in the music, and hopefully it'll continue as well as it can. So you guys started. Is it as childhood friends? Mm -hmm. Did you guys start? Sort of. Of. Uh, I mean, we were friends very young. We didn't start the band until we were in our 20s. Okay, because did you... Were you in punk rock bands first? Yes, and then... me and Cooper were. Mm -hmm. Yeah, me and Cooper. Cooper played a... Actually, Cooper played in a few punk bands, and I played in one. And, uh, yeah, we were doing punk rock and sort of experimental music. Mm -hmm. and uh, But we still played acoustic. That's how we mm -hmm. started playing. Me and him started playing guitar. Um, and then uh, we met up. Me and Cooper started playing as a duo, and we were doing some small like DIY tours, you yeah. know, just us yeah, yeah. driving around. And we did that and for a little while, and then eventually ended up in Santa Cruz and met Lucia. And then we started the band in 2002. And then, how have you found that your sound has evolved from then until now? Oh well, it's changed a lot. Yeah. I mean, the first album, pretty much, me and Cooper, well, Cooper played everything on it. That I didn't play, so it was really like me and him made the whole record. Um, so it was like acoustic guitar and bass. That was the whole. Yeah, because there weren't any drums. There's no drums. Yeah. There was no banjo. Yeah. There was no tenor banjo. There was no slide guitar. There's no baritone guitar. Yeah, there's such like a massive evolution yeah. of sound. Yeah. So now we we're a completely different band, which um, makes some of our fans angry. But you know, we've been a band for so long. You have to mm. evolve and change and enjoy yourself. Yeah, that's very really interesting. They <laughs> say, so, like, what have fans' reactions been then? To well, some fans, not all, because yeah. we keep we keep getting new ones, which is great. Yes. <laughs> put out an album. Um, but some fans want it to sound more like a guitar and a bass, which it started out with. But, you know, it's not interesting to us. You know what I mean? We still play those songs and we love them, um, but we want to do something different. So, you know, now we have a fiddle player in the band and Cooper plays five-string banjo now. We have the tenor banjo in the band now. We have uh, a drummer in the band, um, baritone guitar player. Lucia mm. sings and plays bass. You know, <laughs> the band has completely evolved. Yeah, yeah, So now we do four-part harmonies a lot of the time. Mm -hmm. um, our drummer sings as well. We've got uh, our friend Kellen, who isn't with us on this trip, because he's having a baby. He he plays baritone guitar, fiddle, and sometimes tenor banjo. So, mm -hmm. so yeah, we've we've changed the sound of the band pretty drastically, um, and uh, I think we play great together now.
So the writing process, does that evolve from all of you, or is that, well, where does that come from? The arrangement is always all of us, um, but I usually write the lyrics and the guitar. Yeah, so we don't really share lyrical duties. Okay. Every once in a while, Cooper will write a song. Um, he actually, we just recorded a song that Cooper wrote. Didn't make it on the last album, but we're still oh, going to okay. put it out. Um, but it's rare. So most of the time, I write the basic idea of the song, the lyrics, and then, you know, we do arrangement of harmonies, um, we do arrangement of solos, mm-hmm. we do arrangements of, you know, uh, the structure of the song. And That's really interesting. And then you did a live album as well. Oh, yeah, we just finished um, it. Yeah, yeah, yeah which it's is... live at uh, Red Rock, which is an amazing venue in Colorado. I know. Is it, is yeah. it, it's in the National Park, is it? It is, yeah. yeah. It's so beautiful. If you get a chance to look at a great spot. It's, it was such a big deal for us. It's probably the biggest concert we play in the United States, mm. um, by far. The biggest concert we play in the United States. And uh, Colorado has an amazing music scene. Mm. There's so many great music fans there. And uh, so, yeah, we recorded it just with our crew. It was like the people who are going to be here tonight working mm-hmm. for us recorded the album at this show. And um, That's amazing. That's so cool. Yeah, it's really cool. And we're releasing it on our own record label. We have a mm-hmm. record label called Con Records, which releases our back catalog. Mm-hmm. So, like, all the old records... You know, mm-hmm. It doesn't have our new ones because they're on a uh, different label, New okay. List. But they has our whole back catalog, so we're going to release it on that record label. And uh, and hopefully in the future it'll come out on vinyl as well. Cool. How did you find that like the audience, uh, the audience like then were able to influence the way that you sounded on the record? Uh, yeah, because they were such a great crowd. Yeah, we played a really good show. And I mean, you know, I think that a lot of times if you have a great audience, it makes mm-hmm. the show way better. Yeah. We were really excited to be playing there. Mm. So that's part of it, too. Um, and the audience was great. So, yeah, 100%. And yeah. We, we always we put out a lot of live records. We like to have mm-hmm. our live stuff out there because we uh, are a live band. And we enjoy playing. And uh, we used to enjoy playing even more than making albums. But I think those are coming to a level now. Um, and then you guys are on tour until the end of September is that right? Well sort of we go home from this tour we have a week off then we go out to Red Rocks Mm -hmm. then we have about four weeks off and then we go to uh, we go on tour with Flogging Molly and Social Distortion we're going to open a punk rock tour for uh Two months. In oh, that will be so cool. Do the different, fun. yeah, It'll yeah, a totally different audience. Um, and then, yeah, we're, we've got a couple gigs in July, but that's basically it. Oh, that's amazing. Thank you very much for your time. Okay, um, no thank you. That's great. That 
was Pete Bernard of The Devil Makes Three talking to Martha Bird at the Tivoli in Utrecht. Arts Talk magazine provides the perfect companion to Arts Talk Radio with reviews and previews in English of cultural events in Holland. Whatever your interest in the arts, our international team of writers will always provide something new and exciting to see online. That's Arts Talk magazine, all one word, dot NL. Arts Talk magazine, dot NL. I suppose you could say there were links between music and tobacco if you think of smoky basement jazz or folk clubs. But the once ubiquitous tobacco is now very un-PC and you're not even allowed to smoke in smoky dives. So it's perhaps just as well that there are those who do not want us to forget the good old days when everybody had a packet of cigarettes in their pocket or a pipe in their mouth. I'm in Delft in a very little known and very hidden away in a back street museum and it's a museum of tobacco of all things. And I'm with the owner, Mr. Louis Bracco Gartner, and his wife. I'm sorry, I don't know your name. Reina Bracco Gartner. Okay. <laughs> and you've been here how long? Uh, the, the the shop is from 1931, and uh, I have the, the, the shop for uh, 38 years. But that is 50 years ago. So be- be- before the museum, this building was a, a tobacconist? It's a tobacco, tobacco shop, yes. Yeah, yeah. So, yes. You, so you already had half the things ready? <laughs> yes, yes. <laughs> but how long have you been collecting? I think 30 years, uh, 40 years, yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and do you also collect? Yeah, no, I, but I found many things for him. <laughs> do, you, do you still find things in, in, in flea markets and things? Uh, flea markets, uh, auctions, uh, and with, with, with other people... Uh, it's called swapping. Swapping, okay. The wonderful thing about tobacco is, is that now it's 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 not very fashionable mm-hmm. because everybody's against it. But I mean, twenty, thirty years ago, everybody used to smoke, yes, normal, and it was yeah. part of normal life. So therefore, yes. uh, tobacco is is a reflection of of society. Yes. Uh, I mean, it's like beer; everybody did it. Yes. Yeah. Um, so, what's what's your oldest um, thing here? Mm-hmm. Um, all the pipes, uh, the clay pipes, from uh, 1600. 1600? 1600, yeah, yes. Wow. And oh. I have t- 12,000 of them. You've got 12,000 <laughs> clay pipes. Okay, yes. And you have to clean them every day? <laughs> no. <laughs> I, I smoke every day. <laughs> but, I mean, these clay pipes, as I understand it, when, when they were sold, they were sold with tobacco in. Yes. And you smoked them and you threw them away. So they were disposable. Yeah, there yes. was no so tobacco in. No, no, the tobacco was uh, uh, apart. I mean, but there were thousands of them. But they were because they were thrown away. Most yeah. of them are broken. Yeah. Yes, they broke. Yeah, yes. Because a lot of these clay pipes have got very, very long stems. They're sort of forty, yes. thirty-five, forty yes. centimeters. Why? Yes. Why were they so long? Uh, the the um, the smoke and. Um, very hot. hot. And when it's longer, then Ah, it's 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 cooling down. It's it's air-cooled. Yeah, (laughs) (laughs) And you've got lots of other things. You've got lots of uh, tins, tobacco tins. Uh, You've got point-of-sale material from from tobacco shops. What's your favourite thing here? Now, one favourite thing is difficult, but my heart slipped to the crisper doors. This is the, the, the... the, 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 yeah, spitting pots. Oh, lovely. <laughs> Spit- spittoons, they're Yeah, yeah. No, no. You, can, you can only fight this so much and so different pots uh, only in, here in this museum. No, in, in, in the Netherlands or in Europe, 
You see Houston's never so, so many. I think it's the sort of thing you see in cowboy films, isn't it? Because in the old Western cowboys, yeah, 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 yeah. a big brass one on the and floor. The yeah, yeah. <laughs> so what else have we got here that's interesting? You've got lots of... Um, oh, the, something you showed me the other day, which was the, the little dog... Yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, let me, let's try and describe this. This is a little dog. It's a. It's about. About twenty, thirty centimeters high. And okay. Well, you, will you tell us the story of it? Let's <laughs> make uh, soldiers from England that, that were dropped here and uh, they have to hide. And they were in uh, in the west here, but uh, gardeners, and they made it, uh, and they had nothing to do. So it, it's, it, I can see it's written on it. It's, it's made player. out of players' yeah, cigarette the, packets. The, the, the aeroplanes threw a, 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 a packets of, of cigarettes and all that stuff for us, but also for the soldiers that was were here and couldn't back to England. So they have to hide. let me try and describe it. It's a little dog, but it's made out of strips about two centimeters wide, sort of made together in a sort of lacework patchwork thing of a little. And it, you can still see it says "Players Medium" on mm-hmm. there. Yeah. So that's a really rare item, isn't it? That in paper that, that it should survive for mm-hmm. so long. Yeah, the only one is, is only this. One. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I've never seen it again. They have made mills and houses, but only one dog. <laughs> so, and yet there's a, a cabinet here full of pipes of all sizes. Most of these have got faces on. And you were telling me that you could actually have your own face carved on a pipe. Yeah, that was in France, in, France. in Paris. When you were famous in Paris, uh, and, and then you got a pipe, and most people were not famous enough, and they showed in the tobacco shops, uh, is there still a pipe of my head? No, but I'm you, not famous enough. Now. And there's a wonderful one here with a with a the pipe is like a rolled umbrella with yeah. a with a top hat at the yeah. end. Yeah, and the the beer. And a, there's another one with, with <laughs> the pipe is an arm with a hand holding a beer mug. And there are lots of famous faces here. Is that Queen Victoria? This, this, uh, yeah, yes. This one. Queen Victoria yes. with very strange stary yes. eyes. And, 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 and these are the French one. That's a sort of that's almost like a Toby jug. <laughs> it was incredible. I, I envy you your collection. I mean, I I think I would like to collect these things. But I think you have everything already. <laughs> yeah. There's nothing left to collect. The so museum is a small uh, small location, so. But you st- I, I have everything. Have have uh, 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 yeah. But are you still finding things? Do you still find things? Yeah, we, we won't. We will have... A, we're only looking for a, an umbrella where you can hide a pipe in it. But they are very expensive, so... And we didn't find anyone we, we liked, so... Well, I mean, this museum, I mean, you're not open all the time. It's by appointment no. only, isn't it? But but it's not a problem. You, you ring or send an email, yes. OK, well, I think that will do for now. Thank you very much indeed. Arts Talk Radio Online. Interviews and features on the arts in English. That was the Tobacco Museum in Delft. If you have any comments about that or the previous item, just leave them in the box below. Always pleased to hear what you think. Uh, That's all for this week, and I'm Michael Hasted. Goodbye.